Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. Hello. You alright? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. And I've got Emma. You alright? Mm-hmm. I'm good, thanks. Good, good, good. Right. This week it is International uh, Fortnite, so there is uh, no leagues going on anywhere at all, really, of any note that Adam would let me talk about. Um and so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Premier League and we're going to go through the 20 teams of the Premier League and talk for three minutes about their fortunes so far this season. Uh, it's around the Premier League in 60 minutes, Chris. It is, around the Premier League in 60 minutes. Right, when we've done this before, we've done this from top to bottom. Um, no, we did it random order one time. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. Not top to bottom in the Premier League. Otherwise, it gets, otherwise there's a very, you get some very boring periods. Oh, okay. Well, we've done it a little bit differently this time. We've done this geographically. But we also don't know the order. Or we don't all know the order. <laughs> In we... theory, it's geographic. Okay, so myself and Adam have got to guess uh, the geography. When we finally get the team right, uh, we've got three minutes to talk about the fortunes of that team, which Adam is timing because I won't be. Isn't that right, Adam? Yeah, I've got a soundboard. Have you? Right. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. So... We win on the ward I I hope that Michael Buffer isn't a litigious man. <laughs> he definitely is. Otherwise, why would you why would you copyright that? <laughs> um, Do you remember we were a award winning podcast? <laughs> a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. Uh, yeah. Okay. So first team. That's why we now need soundboards to be hip and fresh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, like 90s shock jock DJs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, start geographically the most furthest north, so I'm guessing that's Newcastle, is it, Emma? Uh, yes. Okay. Right. Even I managed to work that out. I started the timer. Have you? Right, okay, so, uh, Newcastle, Emma, go. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Hospital pass. Yes. <laughs> Wow, why did you want to break my ankles? <laughs> I couldn't think of anything to say about them myself, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, Newcastle were uh, almost the the sort of talk of the international break in terms of clubs, right? Because the, the last bit of really, really sort of football news we had was that, um, Mike, that Mike Ashley's sticking with Steve Bruce. Yes, I think I've read two athletic articles this week about Newcastle. Yeah. What well, the question? Why? When it was so just looking at the, the Newcastle were twenty-eight points, seventeenth in the table, um, two points above Fulham. They have got a game in hand over Fulham. Their current, their three draws and two losses in the last five five games. 
Um, Dave wrote an interesting article. I don't know if anyone wrote it on his blog about the five different reasons why. Yes. Um, why Mike Ashley would have stuck with with um, Bruce, and I think that it does seem to be that uh, whether it's correlation or causation that the times that he, that Ashley hasn't uh, wield the axe and had a, had a manager removed have been the times that Newcastle have managed to to stay up and, and fight against the, the tide. So I think it's probably as simple as that. They've got a period uh, towards the end of the season where in consecutive games they play Liverpool away, Arsenal home, Leicester away, Manchester City at home. Um I'm not too sure what their sort of opposite, what their sort of direct rivals' fixtures are around that time. But I mean, if they're going to come out, if they've got to stay up, they've got to come out of that really with, I would guess, five points. And I can't see them getting five points. What is that? All of, all of them, their last uh, nine games. Is that sorry? No, sorry. Uh, so their last. The remaining fixtures are Spurs home, Burnley away, West Ham home, Liverpool away, Arsenal home, Leicester away, Manchester City home, Sheffield United home, and then Fulham away, which have to be a big game. But those sort of four games, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Man City, that is, um, that's quite a tough run of games when you're trying to sort of pick momentum up towards the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know how much longer they were without some of their, their big sort of, their biggest players, but... They do have a bit of a an, an injury crisis going on at the moment, don't they? With with Callum Wilson and so on. Hopefully, you'd hope for them that, that that we're we're not not far from the end of the international break, where that's going to help them reset, perhaps. But we're saying we, we, it seems to be the conclusion is we still think they're in danger, right? Oh, they're definitely in danger. I can see them staying up by the skin, sort of skin of their teeth. Maybe I don't. It, it, Depends on obviously on what sort of um, on what Fulham do, but the Newcastle. Tra- oh, wasn't it? That's it. That's it. That's three minutes. Christ, this goes quick, doesn't it? It does. It's my wife says. Right. Um, now we've got to work, now we've got to work out his next, Chris. Leeds, I reckon. Good guess. Leeds. Is it? We're on. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you said practice geography for the insane. You said good guess. You didn't sort of say. Whether it was a correct guess. How often do you? Okay, right. I think in this game there were only good guesses and wrong guesses. I don't think there are <laughs> there are good guesses, but no. I don't anyway, think there are any negative surprises? Yeah, we're eating into Leeds' precious time here, but they do get talked about a lot on this show. Okay. Um, currently eleventh, uh, thirty-nine points. Uh, I mean, if you told Leeds fans that they were going to be three points off Arsenal, I think they'd probably be happy with that, right? I think they would be. I think Leeds' biggest problem is over the course of the summer, how many of their good players are they going to be able to keep hold of? Um, there's talk of Rafinha going. Uh, Bamford's had a decent season. Um, Harrison, as well as Harrison and Reed, I can't remember the two of them. I get confused. Um, but a lot of their players have had very decent seasons and, you know, the sort of bigger team sharks might be circling around ready to pick them all away. Uh, so next season could be quite you a think? challenge for Leeds. I think so, yeah. Rafinha, I've seen the, Link... I think yeah, but it's only one season. It's not like I think that the I, I would have thought that they'll have the ability to hold on for one more one more year to a player like Rafinha. Do you? Yeah, like 
how often does a player move on after one year that quickly? <laughs> I just thought Mark Draper off the top of my head, but that was like 1996. So um, <laughs> I'm guessing there might have been plays between Mark Draper and Rafinha, but I just can't think of them off the top of my head. I don't know. There must be. But I'm not saying that they don't move, that players like that don't move on. I think that there might also be a they might also have the benefit of some of these players. I'm not casting this aspersion on a player like Rafinha, but I think that they might benefit. It might be to Leeds' benefit that some of these players will be seen as um, system players and not superstars. Yeah. What do you reckon, Emma? Oh, sorry, I muted my microphone. Yeah, that's, yeah, you. that's you. You're, you're Emma. Yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be very... Sorry, the cops are coming for me. Again? <laughs> did you disrespect the flag? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Um, if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be very happy, I think. Yeah. Because it could have gone a lot worse. I, I think we all know that deep down... Those two points between um, between Leeds and Villa are killing Ross right now. <laughs> Imagine oh, if they, the difference between that one more win above Villa, top half of the table. You'd, you'd, every Leeds fan would have, would have snapped snapped that off with both hands, right? Well, there are only three points behind Arsenal, and for the fact that Leeds have thrown in a couple of iffy results over the course of the season you know where they um they said bad things about karen carney and they couldn't score a goal for the next five games you know weird little things like that um they could probably be doing an awful lot better do you think that the biggest problem might be keeping bielsa i think this is the longest he's stayed anywhere from what i was reading uh or listening to so he seems quite settled doesn't he he does doesn't he very yeah. happy he lives above a bakery so. in Weatherby or something. Yeah, well, that's it. I think I think there's always the problem with Bielsa that he's just <laughs> he could just do his own thing at any point, right? He's not, not a predictable man. No. Right. Right. Next. Burnley. Um, yes, Burnley. Burnley. I don't know if that's right. It took a bit of a guess. Well, Burnley is north of right. Manchester. It feels feels far too early to be talking about Burnley. <laughs> Do you want to pass? No, we can't pass two times in a row. <laughs> Last time it was around the, around the Premier League in around about half, around about sixty minutes because we we overtalked on some and then we just cut Burnley. <laughs> Can we just say the word what? meh for three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> what is there to say about them? Fifteenth. Uh, Thank you for beating Liverpool. Dwight seven McNeil points, is a very good player. Seven point seven points above relegation zone. Game in hand. Should they be doing better though? I mean, they've got Nick Pope in goal, who's playing for England tonight. They've got uh, James Tarkovsky in defence, who's a very good player. They've got Dwight McNeil in midfield, who's excellent. Um, and they've got Chris Wood, who was knocking them in last season uh, at front. Should they be higher than fifteenth? I would counter a bit of that with he's playing for England tonight against San Marino. <laughs> yeah. But he's no chump. He's, he's called up for England before, hasn't he? He's not Did a he bad goalkeeper. I can't know if he's played or not, but he's not a bad goalkeeper. But he's, uh, he's certainly not a bad goalkeeper. goalkeeper, but there's about 
There's a there's, there's what about seventeen goalkeepers in the Premier League who are bad goalkeepers. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, um, he's got four England caps. They just don't have any. What's Burnley's ambition? They've been to, they've obviously been taken over now, so and they've it'll been be interesting to see how how that works, whether things change. Well, they've gone from whether... no debt to ninety million pounds of debt, haven't they? Burnley aren't far. Are they? What way could this go? Could they? Could they have an um, ambitious owners who want to put money in? Could they be uh, owners who just want to bank some Premier League money, clear that debt off, and then have owned bought a, a club in a structured buyout for nothing? Um, do they want to kick on? Are they going to suffer from a sort of a Stoke-esque sort of situation where they they say their goodbyes to? To their pragmatic pragmatic manager, who's got them here in the in the dream of playing some more expansive football, and then the realities of Mark Hughes dawn on you. Yeah, and I think a lot of it depends on whether Sean Dyche gets bored as well. But where where does Sean Dyche go? Everton League One. Sean, surely Sean Dyche's only Sean Dyche's next career move is. Um, England manager. It's become manager for avoiding relegations. Sean Dyche, I reckon, has hit the glass ceiling. Uh, I think... I don't, I'm not sure it's his level. I think he's a really good manager and I think he probably deserves better. But he is a Crystal Palace, Burnley, Brighton-y sort of manager. Aston Villa as well. I think he probably deserves a higher chance than that. But I don't think he'd get it. But would like what kind? Would, you wouldn't also wouldn't leave any of your wouldn't leave Burnley for any of those clubs, would you? No. No. And if you're a manager of those clubs and Sean Dyche rocked up, how happy would you be? Oh, you mean a fan? Yes, yes. If you're a fan of those clubs, not very. No. So we're on to Manchester now. Yeah. Which yes. one? I reckon we're going to go to Manchester City. You would be wrong. Would I? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to guess Manchester United. Correct. Um, well, a lot to, there's a lot to say about Manchester United. Um, I don't think any of us thought that they'd be... Did anyone here... Would anyone here have predicted them being, currently being second in the table? No. No, but they also went out of the Champions League in the group stages. Yeah. Um, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> But also, and now favourites to win the Europa League. Like, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been the best manager in the Premier League and the problem and on the verge of being sacked about twice this season on both counts. Yes, it was the game against Everton at Goodison Park, wasn't he? He was about to get sacked, wasn't he? (laughs) Then we did our thing. Yes, (laughs) and they won (laughs) 3-1. Yeah, he's been under pressure like you say a couple of times this season and he's um he sort of scrambled his way out of it i don't i'm not sure if united have got a particular direction or philosophy for how they play or anything like that but he seems to sort of he seems to sort of be getting away with it doesn't he emma they are a individual highlights team in what way but bruno fernandez individual yeah in a way that they'll win a game because one player does something good. 
Yeah. So in terms of that, I agree with Emma. And I, I, what I think I agree, if you interpret this the same way, is in sort of like, essentially the the strategy from Shosha comes from, we, I'm going to put all these really good attacking players on, and something good will happen. Yeah, exactly. And One if it doesn't quite, do and if it doesn't quite happen, then I've got these quite good attacking players on the bench, like I can bring on Cavani and Mason Greenwood. Mm. Shuffle it around a little bit, not really change anything. He, until the win over City, I don't think he'd done particularly well against teams around him, had he? I he, think had, there was all... he actually, they, they'd scored against the big big six teams that he'd, before the City game, they'd scored one goal and it was a penalty and it was the penalty they were awarded against Tottenham in the game they lost 6-1. <laughs> yeah, so they're sort of flat track bullies, I suppose. Which you know, you, you can only beat who's in front of you, I guess, can't you? It's a bit of a weird criticism, but I mean, the, the trick to winning the Premier League is being flat track bullies, and like no one wants to talk about it. But the, I think the stat is if you drop more than four points against the t- most teams that win the t- win the league, don't drop more than four points or six points against the bottom half of the Premier League. No. Um, interesting about when you look that. I don't. You don't know whether this is a whether it was exactly a Manchester United, whether these were all sorry Ole Gunnar Solskjaer signings. But one of the things that I've said for a while, in sort of def, the one defence of Solskjaer was that I thought that the recruitment at Manchester United had been a lot better since he joined. Mm. There were a lot of players who you would say were big wins, but if you look at Manchester United's summer recruitment, they signed Van der Beek, mm-hmm. not contributed. Um, potentially, I saw someone suggest that these players from this IX group have taken um, a little bit longer to have taken a year to adjust to all the like. I mean, Emma can talk for for Frankie Dion whether it took him a year to lit. Obviously, struggled at first at Juventus, so maybe the best of, we'll, we'll see the best of had to be next season. But they signed him for forty million pounds. Alex Tellers has signed signed for a, a huge amount of money, and all he's done is spur Luke Shaw on to be one of the best best left backs in the Premier League and get recalled for the England squad. Mm. Is that three minutes? It is. I was just about to go. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Manchester City. They're good, aren't they? <laughs> what can we say for three minutes about Manchester Discuss. City? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or will they do the quadruple? No. I mean, history says no, right? Uh, history okay. does say no. I mean, I can, I can see Jose beating them in the Carling Cup final. Yeah, but I, I think that's only because... Champions League. Is that only because people talk about it so ironically now that you think it's going to be a fit that it's sort of become a thing in your head? Uh, <laughs> quite, poss- uh, quite possibly. I can just see him enjoying spoiling a party you know the people have been talking about this manchester city team doing the quadruple and for jose to poo poo it at the first attempt i think would give him huge satisfaction i can also see him not being not good enough to to <laughs> spoil the party yeah have you seen spurs lately uh, yeah but it's not in a one-off final uh i can possibly see him do it but yeah, I, I can't see City winning the Champions League because I think Bayern Munich are better than them. I think at they the end are. of it, they I can see them coming out of it with an FA Cup and Premier League. Do we really think that Bayern Munich are that much better than them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Where do you think? You just remember this is a a Man City team that won like how how many games was it like twenty? I've forgotten now. Twenty two games in a row or something like that. Like there's an there's inevitability about Bayern Munich. Yeah, Pep will do something random in the Champions League and they'll get knocked out because that's what he does. Oh right, right. So we 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 are adding that into the mix. And it's important. I think if I think if Bayern takes. The fact that it's against Bayern Munich means it will double down in getting in his head because it's against a, a exactly. former uh, a former club. I think if Bayern take a lead if they played City, then I think City's heads would drop more than if City took a lead against Bayern. It's like it, they're like stormtroopers. This Bayern Munich team, <laughs> everywhere you look. Gretzka, Lewandowski, That's Davis. That's true because stormtroopers have got really bad aim. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, 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 um, uh, the Wehrmacht, ironically. <laughs> no, I don't yeah, know. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just they're just relentless, and you know they keep coming. Um, I mean, despite the damage give, you do to we them, we should give Bruce Dortmund some credit first and say that they have got to to get past them. Uh, I mean, I know no one's no one's saying that. They're not the that Man City aren't going to be favourites, maybe quite big favourites, but it's a very talented team who on their day could score. Like, could if you, anybody's going to cause an upset, it'll be them. You you could see a game where you could see. I you I don't see an impossible world where Dortmund in the first game somehow win three 0 like just like with some incredible counter attacking football or something like that. Like take all of their chances and just managed to sit I don't think it's likely are you implying I... that Borussia Dortmund are going to Barcelona it <laughs> what you mean with Reno and then lose no, no, that wasn't yes. what I, was, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that no. hey, because um, <laughs> that's what we do that's our move <laughs> I'm wondering whether the Dortmund City game will be a question of who's got the best defence because they're two exceptional attacking teams yeah, aren't they is Manchester City yeah but yes like, like quite a distance I think if you've seen the reaction of Haaland last week after they he sort of scraped that draw in the last minute, I think he probably agrees with you as well. Um, yeah, they are quite good, aren't they? Yeah, and I can't see them dropping 14 points in the Premier League. Oh, no. that's Of course not. The question is how quickly they win the Premier League. Uh... How could, do other teams around them drop points? How Like... Could they have won it by the end of March, uh, end of April? Well, I think so. They come back with an away game against Leicester. Then they're home to Leeds, uh, and they've only got two Premier League games in April. It'd be quite impressive then for them to do it in that time. Yeah. Liverpool. Why would I ever put Liverpool above Everton? Yeah, Everton's more northerly. What's wrong with you? Well, they're only a mile apart, so there can't be that much in it. A mile further north. But like, for clearly. moral reasons, why would I put Liverpool above Everton? Oh, okay, okay. So it's it's the most it's ge- geographic, but also there are other elements of play as well. I see. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, so doing Everton. They're, they're yes. currently Everton currently level in the, <laughs> level in the Premier League. Oh yeah. On points are. with Liverpool, but with a game in hand. Which of course you have to win and not lose. It's against Aston Villa, though, isn't it? So. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, rack it up, rack those three points. Up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Rodriguez has been out for a little while now, hasn't he? Do you think it's 
your season has suffered because of his absence and no. will c- continue to suffer? No. No? You've been all right with that, have you? Don't get me don't get me wrong. He's fun. He's he's fun to have around, but I do think he causes a little bit of a um, Everton. Are, uh, Everton good enough. He does cause a little bit of a tactical problem. In that, when he plays, we play him. He tends to play nominally as this as the right sided forward in a in a four three three, and then does zero defending. Right. I mean, and that seems to be already be quite well known. It's not taken taken opposition teams a long time to work that out, like Southampton did in the first time we played them this season. So, um, I mean, you're always going to miss a, you're always going to miss, miss a player of his quality. So, having more players, having him there, is never too big a negative. Is never going to be too big a negative, but. Um, He's not the driving force of the, of evidence season. Yeah. I mean, looking at the table, you are eighth. Um, but if you win your game in hand, you go above Tottenham into sixth. So has it been an, a regular Everton season or do you feel more positive this season compared to others? <clears throat> Pardon me. Sorry, we go above... Sorry, give us our credit. We go above West Ham into fifth. Well, they've got a goal difference seven better than you. No, they don't. Yeah. Oh, yes, they, yes do. they do. But we're going to beat Aston Villa by... I didn't eight know nil. we're going to win that game 8-0. Yeah. Completely possible. So then we go above, yeah. Does that mean you're 15 goals better than Liverpool if you do that? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so how do you feel this season compared to last season? Do you feel there's been progress this season or do you think, you know, it's sort of another false dawn or... I mean, last season was the season when we sacked our manager and were, and were for large portions, terrible. All right, compared to the last 15 years, then, when you finished eighth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this season has been... There's been a lot of progress. What I really liked about this season from last season is that I felt that we really addressed the issues that the team had. Like, Everton was a team that was really lacking in midfield, so we went out and we bought Allen and we bought... Um, Decore and I think we can carry on progressing like that I think that I, I think that we can be dangerous under under Ancelotti yeah you feel hope for next season I feel hopeful I, I feel hopeful for this season yeah um, which is all a bit messed up right so now Liverpool do you feel hopeful Chris <laughs> I listened to a podcast the other day where someone suggested maybe could Liverpool win the Champions League. That could be their route back into um, <laughs> into the Champions League next season. I can't see that happening. Um, I mean, it's all Jordan Pickford's fault, isn't it? Really? Emma and I have already discussed that that Liverpool and Chelsea are already ruining a Champions League semi-final for us. Yeah, we're thinking about boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think Liverpool are going to beat Madrid? No. But we don't win either way, personally <laughs> speaking. <laughs> no, well, fair enough. Uh, yeah, this season's been terrible. Um, and I know we've had the same number of injuries as other teams, but our injuries seem to have been concentrated in the same position. 
so wasn't that a position though that people would have potentially suggested needed strengthening before the injuries happened anyway? Oh, of course, yes. Uh, I don't think we helped ourselves in that situation at all, and the fact they could probably have got Kabak back in um, the summer hasn't helped. I mean, I never thought these. I'd say this sentence, but we didn't. We didn't replace Dejan Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> words I never thought I would say <laughs> um, and there appears to be signs of sort of cracking up front as well I can see Sadio Mane moving on in the summer uh, to PSG maybe I've seen that on other podcasts as well today I think the team that we've had for the last two years it's the wrong one isn't it it is the wrong one for me but the team we've had for the last two years um, you know we won 99 points last season we got 97 points I think I'm 98 I can't remember the year before uh, and two Champions League finals. It's an impressive feat by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's come to an end this cycle. So I can't see us getting top four next season. I can't really see us challenging for the league. Joe Gomez will be back, um, but I still think we need a um, another class centre-half. Whether we've got the money to buy that or not, I don't know. Uh has it come to the end of Jürgen Klopp's cycle? No, I don't think it has. Um, there doesn't seem to be the same air as there was around Dortmund. You could sort of tell at Dortmund in that last season that, you know, he's off. The, there's no sort of whisperings at all coming out of Anfield that he's going. He's not made any suggestion that he wants to leave either. I'm guessing with his personal I circumstances... Remember. I feel like he announced it way before he left, though, didn't he? I think he did. I think... I think he he's a man definitely in need of a holiday uh, and a man who needs to go home and see his family. Um, I think he sort of emotionally needs a break. Uh, and I hope we win games towards the end of the season, if only for the fact it doesn't make him feel worse. If you see, I mean, I think he's already having a, a hell of a time as it is. And I don't like the thought of him sort of getting more and more stressed and pressure put on him because I think that could probably have a knock-on effect into next season. If you have a good run of games and don't win the Champions League, fine. Do you think they can beat Madrid? Yeah. On what grounds? Uh, Madrid and all that. Well, they're certainly not, but they're very efficient when they want to be. They can be. Mo wants revenge. It's a dish best served cold. He's just going to come on the pitch, uppercut Sergio Ramos. <laughs> Walk off. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, where are we going That'll now? Sheffield United, though, right? No, yes. No, yes. Three minutes on these? <laughs> They're really bad, aren't they? Disgust. <laughs> they are really. <laughs> uh, they shouldn't have sat their manager, should they, Emma? Uh... Well, I heard a story that he uh, uh, he suggested that he resign. He um, but he wanted a four million pound payoff. Why wouldn't you? Isn't that like holding your club to ransom a little I'll, bit? I'll quit this podcast for a four million pound payout. <laughs> by the way, and so will I. I'll quit my entire life for. A I heard that it's because he also doesn't want to work with the director of football. I think the club seemed a bit miffed at some of the transfers haven't worked out, Rian Brewster, etc. So they, um, they're wanting to sort of bring in someone to oversee the recruitment policy, let him concentrate on the coaching, and that was why he went. That said, I'd quite like Everton to be sniffing around Sander Berger for next season, please. 
yeah. Are you not concerned about the performance they showed when they lost 5 0, or was that just a, a thing? Well, that happened? When who lost 5 0? Sheffield United, yeah. Yeah, they lost 5 0. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I haven't got anything else to say on Sheffield United. <laughs> They'll be thrilled to hear it. Yeah, we're going to struggle for this three minutes. What do we think is the bigger anomaly last season or like like or this season? Which one is it? What is mean Sheffield United? Are they closer to this team than they were to the team last season? Are they massively underachieving now? Or did they massively overachieve last season? They massively overachieved last season. I think they had I the agree. yeah they had the momentum of the promotions from League One to the Championship and Championship to the Premier League. Uh, they had that going for them. Now, you know, second season they're just another Premier League team, aren't they? And um, yeah, I think we're seeing Sheffield United for what they are this season. I still don't have anything to say. This is what a championship team. Yeah. <laughs> We're so close, guys. Come on, just keep talking. They're awful. They're going to get relegated. <laughs> We've decided that, are we? Officially, 14 points. Do you want to argue with me? If they doubled their points total, they would they'd they'd still, still be relegated. They'd still be the bottom. <laughs> We'd still be bottom uh, in the bottom three on, on points on goal difference. If I was a bookmaker, I would pay out on it. I'd like to say that's big talk, but I, I really don't think it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to come back to haunt me. No, I think it's going to be okay. Twenty-seven points left. They need every single one. <laughs> there we go. We got. We did it, guys. <laughs> We're now wolves. Got me in the Midlands somewhere, isn't it? Wolverhampton. You know this area better than I do. Wolverhampton. No. No. Then Villa. No. West Brom. No. Leicester. Yes. What? I'm not from your country. <laughs> and on the map that looked further north. Okay. I mean, it's, enough, it's, I know... it, the East Midlands is the better Midlands. I know, I know that this is definitely going to come up after we stop recording. <laughs> someone's someone's going to be looking for receipts. But anyway. Uh, would you be surprised if they didn't make the Champions League? Any of you? Do you see them doing a Devon yes. lock like they did last season? I would be surprised if they didn't make the Champions League because I don't think there's a good enough, consistent enough team chasing them. So they are. Uh, assume, so they're, they're seven, assume, Everton, assume Everton win that game in hand. They're eight okay. points ahead of Spurs. But yeah, so assume, but so assume Everton win that game in hand. Yeah. I can't see Everton chasing down the seven points on Leicester. No. I can't see Tottenham chasing down the eight points. And I can't see Liverpool chasing down the ten points. Tottenham have got. Europa League distraction, so your Thursday, Sunday. Thing. No, they haven't. Oh, no, they lost, didn't they? <laughs> I think I found out who does Joe Hart's social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, then, well, Spurs then, when we, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Spurs in a bit, I suppose. Should we talk about, yeah. Talk about Leicester. Uh, I hope they I make think, it. So I think, they, I think they're, they're going to be in the Champions League. Good. So the Leicester fans should be very happy with their season. Yeah, I uh, I think they've got an incredibly good squad. Um, they're a point behind Man City, Man United. Can we see them finish in second? No. No? Because I've already told you that I think Chelsea are more likely to finish second. Okay. What do you reckon, Emma? Uh, I think Manchester United will probably finish second. I think they'll finish third. You think Leicester will finish third? Yeah. Okay. Um, would Jamie Vardy be at Leicester next season? Probably. They've got to start thinking about the succession soon, haven't they? They have, and I think it's a big problem for them. Um, and I think it's potentially, like, I was about to say, sort of like, are we in a sort of... Um, I don't know how you describe it. Some sort of like messy situation. Boston no, well, situation. In um, in like a, in like American sports, they, they, they would talk about this as almost being like their championship window. That sort of like is this sort of like peak Leicester like, until because until they find a replacement, is this like peak Leicester, right? Yeah. I think the problem with replacing Vardy is not only you're replacing an incredibly quick player, you're, you're replacing an incredibly quick player who is excellent at finishing as well. Uh, I think that's their great dilemma. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got to replace two two excellent skills with that. And I'm racking my brain to think where either in England or continental Europe you can find a, a player like that. Isn't that what Ianacho's for? He's not as fast well, though, is he? It's for, money, it's for money that Leicester would spend, right? I yes. don't know if he's as fast, but he's scoring a lot of goals right now. He is, yeah. I mean, they're not going to get a transfer fee for Jamie Vardy, are they? No, Chris. <laughs> no, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. No, Chris. Right, Emma, where are you taking us next then? I'm going to go uh, Wolves. Now we'll go Wolves, right? Correct. Okay. Good. We can now three minutes of slagging off walls. Here we go. I like walls. <laughs> this is your time to shine. <laughs> so if you like walls, then we have to we have to call thirteenth in the table and thirty five points an overwhelming disappointment so far, right? Yum yum yum. Uh, yes, I think you're right. I don't. I don't Why is it all going wrong? I don't think you're wrong in that. I think they're in a poor season. Um, I've always liked walls as a football club because they're a Midlands team, um, and I think they've got a very good manager. Uh, and I think they've got an excellent set of players. I think losing Raul Jimenez after they've lost Diogo Jota um, and not really replaced him with Fabio Silva has had an effect. Uh, and I think losing um, Hoberg or Doherty, they lost to Spurs. It's Doherty, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Doherty. Yes. I think replacing him with Nelson Semedo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that like money. They, it's not like they replaced him with an absolute chump. <laughs> no. But I think, yeah, uh, and Adama Traore hasn't recaptured that form. I mean, or maybe, you know, maybe he is providing the chances, but Fabio Silva can't put them away. So they've had problems. No, I, just think, I think Adama Traore is that player. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, fair enough. But I don't think, you can, I don't think he's a player you can rely on. No. Um, I'll I play devil's advocate for them. Go on. Pardon? I'll play devil, devil's advocate for them. Mm-hmm. What, for the ex Barcelona oh, think... players? <laughs> no, no. He's not a good ex-Barcelona player, it's fine. Um, <laughs> are they suffering from how well they did the season before and how many games they played? Yeah, possibly. 
Because they played a lot of games. Yes, I think it was a 13-month season, wasn't it, they had? Um, yeah, I think that's right. And I think, like I said, they sold Jota, didn't replace him adequately. That's a really interesting point, uh, one I hadn't really thought about, but sort of teams in this condensed COVID season, it's maybe it's not sure the ones who are really busy in it are busy, but also you have the ones who are tired going into it as well. Yeah. I haven't considered that. That's a, a fair point. I personally think that it's just a case of they've lost, essentially lost their two best players and they lost Jota and then they've lost Jimenez for most of the season alongside him for injury. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be back next season. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think they will. Uh, I don't think they'll be riding high as, what were they, sixth or seventh when they finished last season? I think... I think they'll be comfortably more mid-table than what they are now, I think. Doesn't that require Jimenez to come back and be able to perform and Silva to be a player approaching the level of Diego Jota, who was, who I think it's probably clear to say was maybe a, a level above Wolves? Yes. Uh, I think, I th- yeah, I think Fabio Silva can come good. I think... I don't think... They would have spent that money if they didn't think he'd come good. West Brom. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. West Brom? We can't talk three minutes on West Brom, can we? (laughs) Well, you're not going to do yet. Villa? Yeah. I will level with you. You West Brom wasn't on the map. (laughs) West Bromwich? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't on the map. What map did you use? One from Google. Google Maps. I like the idea that Google's just completely got rid of the idea of West Brom. There's a big hole. <laughs> it's like in The Simpsons, they moved Springfield and The Simpsons moving. You are a passing nowhere. <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that the Area 51A. Um, Aston Villa. Um, I mean, every Aston, Villa, Aston Villa has to be every Aston Villa fan has to be really happy right now. But I bet there's a slight tinge of disappointment. I, I bet there's a slight tinge that they feel they're letting something slip. Because they're looking like a very much a one-man team. And that man is injured right now. Isn't it funny, though, that last season... that I, I, I do think this is quite funny, but last season they really looked like a one-man team. Then they went and signed a couple of new players... We're playing well. Or this whole time they're playing really well. We were uh, some of the credit we were even giving them on our, our podcast was. Now they don't look like a one man yep. team. They've got other options, and then it turns out. But when that still, <laughs> even though they looked like a team of options, once the one man went, the options weren't all that. Sorry, I'm looking at a map of the Midlands. <laughs> you talk about Aston Villa, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> You can say that and shout to me after. It's fine. No, you're right. You've you got it right. Oh yes. Um, yeah. No. Uh, sorry, uh, Aston Villa. Um, I still think they've got a huge Grealish issue, uh, and his injury at the moment and their form at the moment is showing that they rely on him too much. Um, and should he do something? longer term like a leg break or an ACL or something like that I think they're screwed or transfer or transfer yeah. 
the worst of all. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes it sound like I was going to go break his legs or something. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be a shame if you did your ACL, Mr. Greenish? No, no, Christopher, don't do it. Um, yeah, I think that. Um, uh, it sounds like it sounds like Tonya Harding's put James Madison in touch with some people. <laughs> <laughs> James Madison with an iron bar. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that uh, their season, like last season, depended on him, didn't it? Um, if he, I did, they're obviously not going to go down. They're just going to bobble around the middle. But again, next season is no, going to depend on. That's not fair. Their season, like last season, depend. Like last, their season last season depended on a dodgy VAR call. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, Fair enough. Uh, but yes, I think uh, the future of Villa for the next couple of years does depend on on Jack Grealish. You know, do they get more players to support him, like the tribe of Ross Barkley, or do they just cash in on him and buy three or four decent players to spread out the workload next season? <laughs> just slowly fall down the table until we're eventually <laughs> fighting relegation. Yeah, exactly. A team of John McGinn's. Now it's West Brom, Chris. Now it's West now Brom. Now what do we do? Uh, we talk about the fact that their stadium is the uh, highest in the uh, is the highest altitude in the Premier League, and Big Sam is closer <laughs> to God than anybody. That is oh, all I can you tell you. Your on a hill. <laughs> yeah. Is it so that high that he needs like one of those oxygen masks for like mountaineering? Yeah, quite possibly. My only th- the fun thing I could take away he from does, this is very much in the same way that like. Homer's using them all when he's trying to climb, climb the mat off, but he's only really about 10 feet up. Um, the only thing I can take about West Brom this season is a uh, a meme when they beat Liverpool. Uh, it was the sort of photo of him when he was drinking his pint of wine undercover in the restaurant, uh, and he's sort of holding court, and he says that, and then he bombed my country. My country. That's it. That's all I can tell you about... Um, they didn't actually beat Liverpool, though, did they? I thought it was a draw. Was it a draw, was it? I thought they beat Liverpool. Anyway, I can't tell you anything about West Brom this season. Do they still have that um, boiler as a mascot? Yes, they re- they've redone their um, sponsorship deal with that company. Incredible. They re- they've renamed him Relegation Man. <laughs> <laughs> does, does, Sam, does he quit before... Does he quit before this? Never been yes, relegated. Yes, he doesn't spoil his record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's definitely going to quit. I mean, he's just done nothing, has he? Half past four on the last Premier League day of the after Premier League game of the season, he just starts walking down the tunnel. Do you think he's going to have his? Um, you know, like how the rumours are like. I think it was Jermaine Defoe supposedly on the last day. This in like had a transfer rumour, ro- a transfer request in his sock. That's right. <laughs> You think Allardyce has got one of those? Yeah, Pascal Chumbanda as well. It's a letter that his, his lawyer, he just instructs his lawyer and he does it via some sort of special single, he, he has to give a signal on TV. When his, when his lawyer sees him scratching his eyebrow, he knows it's time to send the email. But maybe he's hired a plane. He's going to go by banner across the ground. <laughs> he looks like a man who's got banner money. He does. Considering they're 10 points off, Newcastle, who are 17 right now, the idea that we think that this is going to go down to the last day of the season seems laughable. <laughs> I can imagine a big Sam banner would be like uh, a banner with sort of All Lives Matter crossed out and uh, I quit, sort of penciled over it or something. 
He definitely looks like an all lives matter guy. <laughs> yeah. Sharon, I just want to see the kids. <laughs> How long left? <laughs> right. We did it. We did Maybe it. Maybe my first Big Sam. Um, From West Bromwich. Right. Are we done with the Midlands? We gotta go. We gotta. Adam, this is you now. This is your London geography. Uh, To my knowledge, there wasn't anything in between. Spurs. Nah. Yes, Spurs. Wrong. Arsenal. Arsenal. (laughs) No. No way. Fight me. She's got a whip. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually trying to. In my head, I'm trying to work out whether technically the stadium, whether West Ham is more north than Arsenal, but. Anyway, Arsenal it is. <laughs> They're from North London. Yeah. So Spurs. <laughs> yeah, that's why Spurs are next. Okay, Spurs. No, Arsenal. Oh. Okay, Arsenal, we guess they've underachieved so far this season. Is that down to Arteta or... Have they underachieved? Well, no, have they? they okay, come on. They absolutely haven't underachieved. Are they still a good... Are they still a big team? They're a big club. Yeah. But they're not a good team. Uh, I think might yeah. be building something. But Yeah, you've got to trust the process. If you were building a a, a squad, let's go as far as to say a, a Premier League squad, and you can have a bit of balance, and you can have young players, old players, and I, how many Arsenal players would you take? Three? Um, at, top, at tops, you'd maybe take... I think you'd take... Aubameyang? Yeah. Saka? Yeah, Saka. Mm-hmm. And Tyranny? Tyranny, yeah. I quite like um, Smith Rowe. He's pretty good. Blaney? I, I, I also... I personally like... Um, uh, oh, I can't, well, I can't remember his name now. What's the name of the Brazilian forward who's been injured recently? Martinelli. Martinelli, that's the one. Yeah, he's good. When but, he's I mean, I don't think... At the moment, they're the, that's it, right? How many more players in that squad are... Like, and how many of them are, are, are screaming to be above average? What else you got? you got Leno, you got Rob Holding. Um, average, only, average. Odegaard? The only above average player that they've got is Odegaard, and he's on loan. And even then, we're not 100% sure that he's always above average, right? He has been for the last couple of years. He has been when he's played for Sociedad. I'm, I, yeah. Um, he's been pretty good for Arsenal. Thomas Party might be above average. So do we reckon this is an Arsenal team yeah. for maybe two years' time then, when these players like Smith Rowe... I think some of these young, young exciting players could turn us with a good manager... Which Arteta might be. I really liked the signal that Arteta sent in the dropping of Abamyang. That shows that he really is in charge of that squad, and he must be confident that he has he has that he has their respect because it's one thing to it's one thing to drop Abamyang, but in the North London derby, and be what if they'd lost that game? Yeah, he had to have factored that in and not be scared of those consequences. And of course, they've still got Gwendouzi and Saliba out on loan as well, haven't they? I think Gwendouzi's never going to play for Arsenal again. From They're the not convinced Saliba will either. Oh, really? Where's he? Nice, I think, isn't he? 
Seems quite happy in France, doesn't he? Well, I think he would be in the south of France, wouldn't he? I think they're. I think Arsenal are a team in need of a lot. I think they just have a lot, of, in my mind, a lot of average players. I think they've got. I think they've got. Yeah, a mixture of average players, but also a mixture of very promising young players who aren't experienced enough yet. And like you say, they probably are where they are because of that, and they're in the right place for them. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, I was talking to, I asked a friend of mine talking recently, was saying that he sort of, they were almost like a mini, he saw them as like a mini Man City and sort of, they had sort of the same, some of the similar problems in like, couldn't score goals, couldn't stop conceding goals, I had to stop them scoring goals, couldn't score goals. Maybe they're in a bit of a better place now, but I still think there's a lot of important work in terms of transfers and players in and out that needs to be done for this to be a team that's challenging for the Champions League places anytime soon. Just drop. That's essentially a mic drop there. <laughs> it really was. Spurs then? Yes. Will Josie be there in August? Can they afford to sack him? Can they afford to not sack him? If, I mean, you pay him off £5 million as a severance payment or you lose. 30 or 40 for not getting the Champions League. His time is well and truly passed as a manager. Mm. If, He's better as a pundit. If if they finish fifth, how... I wonder how, like, in your top... If you're Tottenham, you're Daniel Levy, and, you've, and Tottenham finish fifth, how big of a disappointment is that? As in... I know that they all would want to finish in the top four. Their goal would be to finish in the top four. But the Premier League is a very competitive league, right? It's called a... We, we refer to these top six clubs. I mean, currently infiltrated by two teams that aren't them, but we refer to them at least. Why do they have to be top six? Why can't it be like top eight or something? Make it easy for everybody. <laughs> Why can't it be the top 20? And it, well, it is, in a way, it very much is the top 20. <laughs> But you all know what I mean. In some, like, the meat, like there is this talk of the top six, of which Spurs are one. So is finishing fifth amongst that the like? I just wonder how big a failure that's perceived to be. I suppose you've got to balance it with all the embarrassing stuff that they've done, like crash out of the Europa League. Which was fairly embarrassing. I think, yeah, uh, you're right in that not everyone in the big six or whatever can get into the Champions League. But, you know, God help you if you're a manager and you're one of the two teams that don't get into those top four places. Um, I can imagine that Daniel Levy is a man given to hubris. So I think that has got a lot of... um, determining on Spurs' fortunes you know does he want to be seen to have made a mistake with hiring Josie and then getting rid of him but also at the same time does he want to be out of the 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 top four Champions League teams Um... but do you think he wants them to do it a certain way because I don't imagine that many Spurs fans are totally happy with watching them play every week they're not great to look at no no, I think you're right. And the other thing as well, aside from Son and Kane, um, are they 
a top four team. Right. Um, uh, sorry, that's your, your you can answer your question first. Sorry. Um, are they a top four team without Son and Kane? Well, are we saying that Bale, Lucas, Bale, Lucas Mora, and Dombele? Bale are says above, he's going back uh, anyway. These are above average Premier League players, though, right? Above average. Yeah. Are they top four? Above mm-hmm. average could be ninth. <laughs> if you've been pedantic. Sure. Um, I just think that we may, we might... I worry that they're going to be secret. There's a chance that Tottenham could be secret assassins here. As, I do, as you look at the teams they've still got left to play, Newcastle, Man United, Everton, Sheffield United, Leeds, Wolves, Villa, Leicester. Yep. It's not impossible to see them winning a lot of those games. Uh, no. Is, the, is it impossible for that that last that Leicester Tottenham game, last game of the season, to be for a Champions League spot? Second year in a row for Leicester. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it is. No. No, I think you're right. I don't think it is. But yeah, they they lost that sort of shoot up to United last year, didn't they? Now it has to be West Ham. Yes. Now there's a team that's overachieving. <laughs> By definition, that's overachieving, right? Dictionary definition, that's the picture. It's just David Moyes smiling nervously. It's funny, because you guys talk for a second. I just want to look something up on West Ham. I wonder if this is linked to what Jonathan Wilson said on Football Weekly about them winning so many games by by single goals. No, okay. it's linked to what I heard elsewhere. I just want to double check it. I just wonder, like, where do we see them? They're fifth now, but it's obviously a very tight around that spot. Like, where do we see them? Yeah. Do we see West Ham finishing above Tottenham and Everton have obviously won that game in hand, so they're above them. Obviously. Yeah, and then. 8-0, so above West Ham. <laughs> Top, are, are they going to finish off Tottenham? 9-0. Are they, they going to finish? Yeah, why, why limit it to 8? Exactly, yeah. Why just 8? <laughs> uh, Liverpool, could you really see them finishing above Liverpool? I just... <sighs> no. I, I, I... Your head says no, but your heart it says... It really does. <laughs> It's kind of like Manchester United. They're second, but when I see them, I go, no, you're like eight. You're rubbish. Yeah. Why Why aren't you like 13th? Let's see who they've still got to play. They've got to play Wolves, Leicester, Newcastle, Chelsea, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. They are more than capable of winning Half those a lot games, of those games. <laughs> Not yeah. against Everton, obviously. Not against Everton, not against Leicester, not against Chelsea. But the uh, others? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, the thing I was going to talk about... What have you got about, for us, Chris? Yeah, it was just... I've heard it elsewhere, but it was... This is very much a, uh, a David Moyes squad with the work ethic that he's asking them to do. So, if you look at some of the players that have gone, Sebastian Haller, um, Felipe Anderson has gone out on loan... Uh, and some of the other players as well, um, Carlos Sanchez and Jack Wilshere have gone. Maybe he's got rid of those players that, not so much not uh, they were disruptive, but they 
maybe a bit flary or they didn't sort of buy into his work ethic or or didn't buy into his system uh so he's got rid of them and what he's got here is a set of players that are very sort of meat and potatoes but are you saying that um it was very much a sort of it's it, reminiscent of a a 2008 Guardiola just binning off Deco, Ronaldinho and Eto'o. <laughs> but yeah, in a very pound shops at level. Uh, well, not Eto'o. Yeah, so he's... As um, a case, maybe. He's got, rid of his, he's got rid of the players that he doesn't quite trust or he doesn't sort of uh, think will That's play the system he wants. That's a very interesting point because I think that a lot of West Ham fans at the time would have been disappointed and neutrals and myself were shocked to think, why are you getting rid of... Felipe Anderson, he's your best player by a long by by a country mile. Yeah, I'm sure I see. maybe you're right. Maybe this shows what you can that a manager like Moyes is all about the team ethic above the individual. And I think that's true. Um, and I think he very much is. Is this also sort of like a rehabilitation of Moyes because he was such a laughing stock after United? Um, maybe he Didn't was bashed a bit. Himself coming to Spain. Well, yeah, because we photographed him eating crisps in the stands. <laughs> so, they'd have been rubbish crisps as well, because it's Europe. How dare you? They were Lays, well, not know. Walkers. <laughs> um, Where are we going now? Disrespect. And then he became a sort of... Uh, the bell has gone. A, a, a gun for hire, didn't he? A relegation gun for hire. The bell has gone. I know it's gone, but we can talk about David Moyes for just couple more seconds <laughs> <laughs> how low can West Ham sink this season and it still be um, a sort of a saviour of his reputation uh, Europa League places okay top uh, 10 really yeah hmm God, where are we going? I I'm harsher it... than you. Well, it's either going to be Chelsea or Fulham, and we'll have to rely on. There's a line, isn't there? Yeah, there's. Uh, I was trying to think who else we've got. It, it, it's Chelsea or Fulham, and <laughs> Amazon with the local knowledge of which one's technically oh, yeah. further south. But Chelsea. That goes I'll out. Go. The... I feel like we're talking about Fulham next. No, oh. Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. It went proximity to the river. Um. What? But it's on the river. You can see the river from the... Yeah, and I can't see it from Chelsea. Right. Okay, so you're saying that's... Right, okay, I'm with you. Hang on. Uh So, if you're not near a river, it means you're further north somewhere. Well, Chelsea... I think what you're saying is that Chelsea's ground is north of the river. Right, okay, fine. So so is Craven Cottage, but... Craven I can see the further. river from Craven Cottage. Craven Cottage couldn't be any less north of the river than it is. <laughs> it's actually in the river. Um, they Sack, defi- they defi- sometimes sacking your manager is a good thing. Well, yeah, sometimes not <laughs> hiring a complete so. gimp in the first place is also a good thing. <laughs> Stan Collingwood described him as the best manager of his generation, apparently. Who? Which Frank. one? The best English manager of his generation, he said. <laughs> or for a generation. Oh, he's, added, he's added some qualifiers there. <laughs> English for a start. Yes. Sorry, the best English manager for oh, a generation, oh. I think, is what he said. Isn't Stephen Gerrard a better manager? Well, yeah, he's won something. In Scotland. Though. In Scotland, yeah. 
Imagine um, if Frank went to Celtic and still couldn't beat Stephen Gerrard. He still, he still couldn't <laughs> win a trophy. <laughs> um, yes, they definitely turned a corner with Tuchel, haven't they? Um, a but, really boring corner. A very good. Yeah. They <laughs> veered around really it slowly. <laughs> a corner where I feel like they already, like, they've already ruined the Champions League final for me because they've inevitably going to get there. Um, have they? Uh, has Havertz been solved as a problem now that um, Tuchel's come in? I don't know if he's been solved, but in the the detailed viewing I have, which is a, is admittedly only the game against Everton, he looked like a player which he maybe hadn't done for the first six months of his Chelsea career. Yeah. So there are definitely, at worst, there are green shoots there. Again, for April, they've only got two Premier League games, so they're home to West Brom and away to Palace. But I can't see that being a problem. They finish... Um, so their last five Premier League games, they're home to Fulham, away to Man City, home to Arsenal, away to Leicester, and home to Aston... Sorry, then finish away to Chelsea. So I can see them retaining top four. And they've got a very winnable Champions League tie. Yeah, Porto. <laughs> My Porto did very well against... Um, uh, against United, okay, but it's it? a very winnable Champions League. It is very winnable, but you don't All want to... All seven teams wanted to play against Porto. They did, but... Every single one of them. You don't want to underestimate um, oh, players like Oliveira or Morega or play, players like that. Absolutely, I'm not. I'm just... I, They're not they playing by the Munich. They're team of the bunch. They're not playing by Munich, no. You're right. And then... And you'd, you'd want to play them. And then they've got a very winnable Champions League semi-final proposition. Who's that? Yes. Against? Barcelona. Is that against? No, it's not Barcelona. Who is it? Who's that How against? Hey, we're not in it. <laughs> who's their semi-final? Well, it would either be Liverpool or Madrid. Okay. Which I think is the one you'd want again, right? Yeah. You don't. You don't have without the, question. You don't have the danger of running into City. You don't have the danger of running into PSG. You don't have the danger of running into Bayern Munich. It's true. Um. Oh. That's why I see them in the Champions League final already. So, the year Liverpool won the Champions when Liverpool won the Champions League in two thousand and five, the following year they sort of dumped out of it in the quarters or the last sixteen. The year after they beat Chelsea in the semi final on the way to get into the final in two thousand and seven. Maybe we can have history. With Jose Mourinho as manager. Uh no. It would have been Avram Grant, I think. No, Avram Grant was manager in 2008 when they lost the final to Man United. Was he? Yeah. And Avram Grant famously doesn't manage for multiple seasons. No. Uh, okay, so oh, Fulham. Scotty Parker, isn't it? Style mm, icon. Scotty Parker. Style icon. I think really all you can say for this, for three minutes, will they say yes or no? I think, no, maybe we could suggest that Scott Parker is the best English manager of his generation. <laughs> <Stop> bad <show. laughs> um, I had absolutely no hope for them, but I do now. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. We're stuck at the fixtures. Yeah, that's the thing about Stan Collywood. If you read Media Watch on Football 365, it's an incredibly cynical page they do every day, looking at the... Um, the sort of newspaper headlines and sort of basically slating every single newspaper it's marvellous fun um so their remaining games are away to villa uh home to wolves away to arsenal and then they are away to chelsea home to burnley 
away to Southampton, home to Manchester United, and then finally home to Newcastle. I mean, it could all come down to that, that game, couldn't it? If I if I heard that right, I think only two of the two of their opposition are in the top half, and one of those is technically Arsenal. <laughs> well, got Chelsea and Arsenal Manchester United as well. Oh, okay, so three. Yeah. Um. The Chelsea game comes. There's enough winnable back... games there for them. Yeah, the thing the Chelsea game comes after a Champions League game for Chelsea. So they might be knackered from that. But yeah, I mean, it could come down to that sort of shootout at the end of the season, couldn't it? In theory. Um, I'd like Fulham to stay up because it's a, lot easier, it's a lot easier for me to go to a Fulham away than it is to go to Newcastle away. <laughs> well, what if Brentford came up? Yeah, though, I mean, the, the dream is that Brentford and Charlton... And... Oh, sorry, yes, yes, I got you. What? Yes, I understand what you're saying now, yeah. Reading what as well. Yeah, no, you're talking about teams around you coming up into the Premier League as, and then sort of relegate the northern teams and... Yeah. Yes, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so, Get rid of all of them. So Brentford, Watford and Reading came up. That's like some sort of golden triangle for you. Reading's a bit far. Is it? Yeah. That's what about f- Watford? Did you say Watford? Yeah. The second. A ch- a ch- which league are Charlton in? Can they not come up? Charlton are, I think they got relegated I think they're into League One I think Millwall Millwall Jesus what do you want to go there for uh, they're 10th I'd rather go to Reading on two trains than Millwall on one <laughs> what about QPR that's West London that's right? West London yeah the problem with the problem with the problem with I forgot to start the timer on Fulham that's how I'm just <laughs> starting now no, we're not about... talking about Fulham we're talking about relegation battles around them. yeah Luton as well. If Luton ever got promoted, what are you, surely you should be hoping for Everton to get relegated. This sounds like there's far more <laughs> local games for you in the Championship than there is in the Premier League. So I can get myself down Dagenham. Yeah, I'd say what? Yeah, you've got Watford, you've got Reading, Brentford, QPR, Millwall. Uh, who else have you got? Wickham. I mean, I think you are underestimating how quite how many I get to go to. Like there is still. <laughs> There's still Palace, Palace, Fulham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. Well, if, if Fulham get relegated and you hate going to Crystal Palace. I do hate going to Crystal Palace. <laughs> That's about, I, I feel that might make yourself aware very much clearer in the next three minutes. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a win-win then for you if Everton go down. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. I'll crack open, I'll crack open the champagne. Fiscally? Well, of course, that's the most important <laughs> thing for you. So it's the best thing. Very true. Um, <laughs> Fulham, I reckon, are going to stay up. Fulham are in an interesting... It's a bit of an interesting case study, right? Because at the beginning of the season, wasn't nearly everything they were doing sort of a case study in what you shouldn't do? Yeah, like, they yeah. were on, like, the owner tweet, The owner subtweeting players. <laughs> <laughs> they were on record pace to concede the most goals, weren't they? Yes. Or was that last... No, I thought it was the last time they came up, wasn't it? No, that, no, was, that was, was... that this time? That was this time. Oh, OK. When Everton played them at the beginning of the season uh, at Craven Cottage and we won 5-3, um, in that in that first half, they looked like a group of... Uh, I think I made the joke that... Because you, you could see the stand being built, the new stand being built where they literally had the scaffolding in the river. And they looked like, instead of training the back forwards Monday to Friday, building that stand... <laughs> Their goal difference is five better than Newcastle, but an awful lot 
worse than Brighton, who were in 16th. I generally think that those... We'll talk about Brighton, but those four points for Brighton are a lot. Yeah. That well, Brighton is six points clear. No, but I meant between Newcastle. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there does seem to be a consensus feeling here that against poor Dave that we just all quite want plucky Fulham to stay, are we calling them plucky plucky yeah. Fulham to stay up I think it'd be, if they managed to do it from where they were then it'd be plucky if they managed to do it from where they were is this we'll hear the inevitable uh, Scott Parker should be manager of the year shout <laughs> but did he get them into that trouble in the first place yes he did I guess he did. That, that safari jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it on that, right, as we move on to... Palace, I guess, Palace. isn't it? Yes. The, the team that I've kind of forgotten about as we were doing all this and had already moved on to the south coast. I Very also forgot about them in the list-making. <laughs> Crystal Palace, meh. Very forgettable. Oh, I, can't, I can't even think... We can't talk about them for three minutes, can we? Roy Hodgson's got to retire, hasn't he? Like, doesn't he just want to put his feet up and... Well, shouldn't he be manager of the year nice to see off COVID? Maybe he doesn't get on with his wife. <laughs> well, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe he, maybe he gets on with his wife, but he knows that, like, it's like a... <laughs> you always hear about those relationships that be- become tricky for... If they spend too much are, time together. Yeah, for, for, with... Um, <laughs> <laughs> with women, with women of that generation who didn't work, and then all of a sudden they've got they've got they're used to the house to themselves, and all of a sudden the husbands around the house all the time. Yeah, with his toy trains. <laughs> he looks there's, like a toy trains guy. There's no way he doesn't have toy trains. <laughs> Do you reckon he's got a ride on one in the garden? No, yes. no, no, no. I reckon he's got meticulous scale models. I don't <laughs> think he's a fun trains guy. I think he's an accuracy trains guy. You think maybe he's one day his wife sort of cleaned one of the, dusted one of the trains and sort of knocked a signal out of place and he's come back and this is why he keeps working because he's never forgiven her. <laughs> <laughs> he might be one of those guys who paints the um like figures for uh, war battles. Recreation. I mean like Warhammer but the ones that are actually yeah. like um like this is soldiers. Ashinkor or something. Oh. And then just lines them up on some astroturf. Although, it's according to Wikipedia, although Hodgson played for Berea Park in South Africa's white-only National Football League during the 1970s, he has stated his admiration for Nelson Mandela. Um, <laughs> <laughs> upon... Hodgson, not a racist. <laughs> upon his appointment as manager of the England National Football Team, he was asked about his time during the apartheid era. He said he only played in South Africa for football re- reasons as did his teammates at the club and not because of a political belief. Imagine if he said that the other way around. No, I didn't go for football. I went because I'm a massive... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, that's an interesting... Wasn't there a whole thing about that same guy we talked about who who was being remembered in the um, England game today who died, did the same thing, I think. Frank Worthington, did he? I I think it was him who they were talking about on who died recently on Football Weekly. Oh, okay. 
I mean, it wasn't just it wasn't just for football reasons, was it? No. I mean, Roy, there was a few shekels put in your pocket. Do you remember um, a long, long time ago when the Jack Hayward, the former owner of Wolves, died, and uh, they went to do a eulogy about him in Football Weekly, Football Weekly, and Barry Glenn Denning said actually he was just a massive racist. <laughs> oh yeah, he had to backtrack on that. He did, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, Cape Town Spurs. Yeah, that's right. Frank Worthington played for. Anyway. Yeah, we haven't really just, said... We haven't just really out said of anything. interest, why do you hate going to Crystal Palace? Apart from it being a shit ground. Oh, that's why. Oh, OK. <laughs> Is it not a problem to get to? It's... Uh, no, it's far, but it's simple for me. So that's not too bad. Uh, like, it is long, so, but that's because it's, in, it's, it's not really in London. Right, Croydon doesn't count. Um, it's just a shit ground. <laughs> I always think it looks like if there was a really strong gust of wind, it'd cause really bad damage. <laughs> it doesn't look structurally sound. Like the the away end should be at the end, right? It shouldn't be on the side. Because <laughs> it's called an away end. <laughs> that, that's my main problem. Pillars <laughs> everywhere as well. Right. Where are we now? What so is we, this, are we 1962. Have we only got two left? Yes, yeah, Southampton. Yeah. Gone in 50-50. I'm gonna go. Bri- I'm gonna go Brighton next team. It's Southampton. Is it? Okay. I told you that earlier. Yeah, I know. Last team was Brighton. Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> one season, second consecutive season being with a nine-nil defeat. Can they make it three next year? Oh God! Someone did tweet that. If it meant having a nine-nil defeat every year, uh, but still having Ralph Hasenhutl as their manager, they would take it. He's done a great job, hasn't he? He, he has. has a job, but I think there comes a point when after there's only so many nine-nil defeats you can have <laughs> until that stops you... being the case. <laughs> two you can push aside, three you can't because it's a pattern. Uh, it's... It reminds me. Of some, it reminds me of something my my dad told me when I was younger. Younger about sort of like if you're doing like doing something uh, maybe that you shouldn't have been doing, and maybe you're back in court. Was, uh, once is once can be seen as accidental, twice can be seen as coincidental, three times is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I get frustrated watching Southampton on the run that they're on because I know he's such a good manager. Uh, or a very good coach and I just really want them to do well for him I would hate him to fail in this country because then he gets sort of tarred forever with oh yeah he was that guy that kept losing 9-0 at Southampton how long has he been at Southampton now has he not already not failed because he lost 9-0 in his first season he's been no I mean not failed as in like it's not two solid seasons keeping Southampton solid mid-table in the Premier League I think if he was given time, I think he could do what Moyes is doing at West Ham with Southampton. He's been at Southampton since 2018. I think he's already succeeded. Yeah. It's certainly not a failure. Well, I didn't know they got him from Leipzig. Crikey. Um, no, I don't think he is, uh, but... I don't think he's convinced a lot of people in this country uh, and throwing the odd Rick in like a 9-0 and being at the moment where they are 14th. Um... Let's twist that slightly. Go on. Has he not convinced too many of the your sort of... Proper football men. Yeah, 
as opposed to your, and then maybe overly convinced your footballing intellectual types. I don't. What do you mean? As in, the people who think of football in maybe more as a as a thinking pursuit as opposed to a <laughs> kicking people up in the air pursuit, like. So you, you're more intelligent pundit to. So is he more likely to have impressed your Jonathan Wilson as opposed to your Graham Souness? I think he, yes, I think he will have done. Yeah, definitely. Because Graham Souness will say uh, a real manager would wouldn't have. It's an embarrassment you don't pull those players together. You wouldn't get beaten nine 0 Whereas a more yeah thinking pundit can talk about the progressive tactical work and pressing and I think more so since he took over from Mark Hughes as well who's seen as a sort of proper football man also is he? yeah like, also Southampton still she, she's ever going to be the Barcelona player there was a game years ago when yeah, Mark not Hughes not one anyone respects years ago he was the manager of uh, Blackburn Rovers uh, and he was um, he was it was very much a sort of big Sam tactics he was playing against <laughs> Arsenal one time uh, and as Cesc Fabregas walked off the pitch for Arsenal, he looked at Hughes and says, didn't you used to play for Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly, as we, uh, the bell's gone, but like this is still a Southampton team as well that is constantly having its best players like pick, slowly picked <laughs> yes. away from them. Yeah. Like, like Hoiberg was a big player for them. He's gone and, to Tottenham and been a, a, a straightaway a success. Yeah. Like, there's talk of Danny Ings yesterday being linked with Manchester City, which feels laughable to me. But... It doesn't feel laughable to me, no, because... Well, I know, but you've got a hard-on for Danny Ings. I am got a hard-on for Danny Ings in particular, but I think he's got a consistent Premier League scoring record. I don't think that's a, a nuts thing at all. That's like sort of Dario Hubner when he used to play for um, decent teams and he was the Capacani area. That's great. That's, I love the fact that he's been linked with them. But I think Danny Ings would, be, would do a good job for Manchester City. Brighton it is to bring us home country roads they'll probably miss to be fair <laughs> yeah Brighton I'd love to know Brighton's XG this season because <laughs> we're going to end, end up in the channel instead <laughs> Brighton's XG this season I think would be relatively high um, and I think it's strange because I think Trossard and Mope are both excellent players that just can't finish um, I know they've won the last couple which is more of an issue for Mope who's supposed to be a striker right yeah, he's number nine, doesn't he? Um, at least Trussard's a winger of some description or a wide player. Yeah, and they've got Danny Welbeck as well, haven't they? I mean, they're all the three of them are excellent players, but I wouldn't class them as sort of out-and-out finishers. Or maybe Mope should be a finisher, but he, he just isn't. Um, I find Brighton an incredibly confusing team. Because they really Yes, because I be... think that they're... A, I think that they've had a centre-forward. They could be in West Ham's position. Mm-hmm. But they don't have a centre forward, so they're sixteenth. Yeah, and I'm confused about Graham Potter as well because so many people say how excellent he is, but you look at their position, and I don't think they strengthen particularly from last year. Um, and you know, I, I'm not going to be a, a real football man person because you know he, he's obviously an intelligent man and a, and a very good coach, but I don't think they've improved since last season, and he's been there a little while now, hasn't he? Uh, second season, right? I think only. Oh, is it? Okay. Maybe we give him a bit longer then. I think it's only a second season. Um, I, I think the problem comes that, as uh, would it be everyone would attest to, is that the 
like we said, they need a striker. The hardest thing to do, we talked about this before, the hardest thing to do in football is to, to score goals because that's why strikers move at such premiums mm. and finding a good one is not not easy. Like, if they could find someone who could turn in a, a Patrick Bamford level of performance, they'd be much higher on the table. But you don't even have the guarantee, right, that Patrick Bamford's going to do that for Leeds next season. So... Yeah. How are they financially? No idea. Well, their record signing was only this season. Did we talk about this a yeah, while ago? The record. I remember we did. So they might have got money to throw around. I mean, the Amex is not a big stadium. Yeah. Um, Brighton is not a a footballing town city town is it not i don't think so i don't think that it's i don't think that they could pull if you if you had an if you just had like a stadium right that could just fit as many people as you wanted in it and i don't think if you're talking about south coast teams they couldn't pull the crowd like portsmouth and stuff that portsmouth and southampton could pull i i mean i guess so. i suppose if the weather's nice what are you going to do in brighton on a saturday going to go to the beach or are you going to go watch football also they're also not historically a a very good team <laughs> no i mean they nearly went bankrupt in the 90s and they were sort of homeless for some yeah. considerable point in when time they were, so... what, like a league one what would have been a league one team at the time right yeah um they're not they're like they don't have a premier league pedigree they don't have much i would imagine if you look at the history they don't have an awful lot of a championship pedigree since until they've been taken over right and so i think that financially they're probably safe and stable mm-hmm. but probably not much more than that I was just thinking what, wouldn't it be great if they went out next summer and bought Fakir <laughs> this is cool out what, what, yeah, Mbappe, if they right? bought Nabil Fakir from Real Betis <laughs> what was that I, think, I thought we'd go with something, something different for the end we did it it was beautiful. It was. <laughs> Everything I dreamed it would be. <laughs> and more. Does anyone else feel like we missed it? We're just never going to remember. Like one of us is going to wake <laughs> up. In... <laughs> right. Well, that's our look around, isn't it? Sorry. Someone's just, called me, someone's just called me a mongoloid on Twitter. <laughs> was it going oh, that's, not, that's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> not nice. No, uh, no. Sorry, that's our roundup, isn't it? On um, uh, the Premier League teams, like you say, I feel like we missed someone. No, no doubt we'll be told. Um, There's 20 teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought we got them all. It just might. It might be the time we spent talking about <laughs> about something completely different. I mean, it's the most that we've ever talked about Burnley in a podcast ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, felt wrong, didn't it? Anybody <laughs> got any other business or anything before we wrap up? No, excellent. Right, we're Man Post, part of the At Man Post network. Um, it's International Week, so you might find out whether uh, um, Ali and Dave and Simon will be back with you on Monday to uh, review the games that we haven't previewed. Review the international games. Uh, we've got game, uh, podcast out this week. Um, we've got Rob uh, Prattley, I think his name was, who's done the eleven pieces of me. So he's picked his favourite eleven players 
on the proviso that they're retired. So that is uh, not necessarily the best players, but your favourite players. Um, so long as they're retired. If you want to join in, because we're always looking for people to get involved in that podcast, because it's really quite good fun and it's a lot more difficult than you think, then please contact us at Man on the Post and we'll get you set up for an appearance on that podcast. Um, you can follow us at Man on the Post on Twitter and on Instagram and give us a like on Facebook too. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes or on Spotify, uh, Stitcher or Spotify or Acast, sorry, that's the one. Um, or Spotify. Or Spotify, <laughs> where all your uh, future uh, episodes will fall automatically in your inbox if you subscribe. So, uh, Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Adam, I say 101. Uh, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No, but they can follow you, Chris. How do they do that? They go to uh, at Jesse Loesch and they can follow me. <laughs> um there we go. Right, guys, thank you ever so much. You're welcome. welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post.